You are listening to the YLM Sermon of the Week podcast with Apostle Willie Tolbert. Be blessed and refreshed by this relevant word from the Lord. My, my, glory to your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anybody thank God for being a healer, being a deliverer, being a sustainer, being a provider, being a protector. Oh, come on now. Anybody that God has worked a miracle out for you, you need to give God some real praise. Give him a hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. My, 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 my. Yes, Lord, our God is real. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody, we used to sing a song years ago. Yes, God is real. He's real in my soul. I can feel him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody asked the question, well, how do you know that God is real? Can you feel him? Can you see him? I said, well, he has different ways on how he expressed himself. Well, I don't know why you believe it. Well, let me ask you a question then. Can you see an atom or a neutron or proton? Come on now. No, you know his energy. Hallelujah. You know that it's something in the atmosphere that causes things to happen. My God. Give God some real praise right there. My God, my God, this is, this is such a joy to be here, as others have stated earlier, to be here and fellowship with one another. Amen. Praise God. Amen. God continues to show himself strong in so many ways. Amen. We greet each and every one of you in the precious name of Jesus. We give honor to God. Who's the head of a life to his son, Jesus Christ, to the precious Holy Spirit. Thank God for Apostle Mamie Tarbert. Amen on this one. Let's give God praise for the woman of God. Thank God for Pastor Stephen Tarbert, Pastor Hector, Cassandra Ford. Good to see them in our midst on today. Amen. Thank God for Pastor um, Carolyn Doherty. Amen. Let's give God praise for the woman of God. She is a miracle. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Rondell Scott, amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. We thank God for all of our ministers, you the precious people, God, that are here in the sanctuary, those that may be viewing this telecast. We greet you in the precious name of Jesus. How many ready to get in some word right now? Amen. I said, how many ready to get in some word right now? Hallelujah. One of the things we're going to be doing again is getting back to the Bible. Amen. I mean, carrying the Bible. Are you with me? Amen. I know we got electronic forms and all of that, but there's nothing like carrying the Bible. Amen. Somebody said, amen. Amen. Somebody said, but apostle, we got it on our phones. and all. That's wonderful. But let the power go out. Come on now. You need to know how to find scriptures. Amen. Because what I found that some stuff you Google ain't correct. Oh, somebody better help me here. Amen. Come on. Come on now. Come on. Come on. All right. Listen, we love you. Thank God for you. Amen. Uh, uh, so I want you to get your Bibles. Turn to the book of Psalms. It's the book of Psalms 23. 
in the book of Psalms 23. Amen. Praise God. It's a very familiar scripture for those of you that read your Bible, and a very interesting text for those of you that would like to begin. Amen. I'll be reading out of two versions this morning, and the first version would be the King James Version. So just in case you have a different translation, at least you know we're on the same block. Amen. Once you have your Bibles, can you lift them? Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I shall have what it says I can have. I will be what it says I can be. I will do what it says I can do. I will say what it says I can say. I will have what it says I can have. I am, I know I am, a living recipient of the manifested promises of God's word. You believe that? Give him a shout in this place. Psalms 23, verses 1 through 6. Amen. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thou, Lord, and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. That's out of the King James Version. I want to go to the Amplified Version, and it reads like this. The Lord is my shepherd to feed, guide, and shield me. I shall not lack. He makes me, verse 2, to lie down in fresh, tender, green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He refreshes and restores my life, myself. He leads me in the paths of righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with him, not for my uh, earning it, but for his name's sake. Verse 4, yes, though I walk through the deep sunless valleys of the shadow of death, I will fear or dread no evil, for you are with me, your rod to protect your staff to guide, they comfort me. Verse 5, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head, brimming cup runs over with oil. Surely, all good, only goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life and through the length of my days, the house of the Lord and his presence shall be my dwelling place. I want to talk with you in the time that's allotted to me from this subject, don't quit. Your neighbor, don't quit. The touch and agree with me on these several things as a result of our reading his written word, hearing his spoken word and receiving the rhema word. We shall now begin to experience the manifest word and enjoy the fruits, prosperity, success, the victory, protection of his word in Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands before the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, as a servant has decreed and declared, be it so 
in Jesus' name. Now give him a praise because he's going to do just that. Don't quit. David, in using images of a shepherd and a gracious host, David here, he reflects the many benefits of the Lord gave him in the dangers of life and concluded that God's persistent loving protection would restore him to full communication. Now, I want to talk to you for a moment on this here because I want you to understand for the last 24 months plus, uh, many have gone through various challenges and as we call it now, the post-pandemic. But, you know, as I begin to continue my study in the Word and reflection on the understanding that I have of God's Word, God began to remind me that this pandemic that we came through was not the first one. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, God, I said, you know, there are going to be some people who may not quite understand that. So, Help me here. So he reminded me that during the time of Noah, there was a pandemic. Uh-huh. And matter of fact, uh, even during the time of Jacob, when he was in the, with the uh, Assyrian uh, king, there was a what? Famine. Even in the book of Exodus with, with Joseph, there was seven years of what? Pandemic. But the good news is that they didn't have to resolve and stay in the mindset of the pandemic because why? God showed himself strong in every one of those situations. I got some ground I can shout today. Are you with me? So he, he began to let us know. He said, remind the people that now I want them to understand that I'm the God that changes not. Come on now. Now, for those who may have allowed the pandemic to become your God, I'm here to bust it up today to let you know that our God reigns in heaven and earth with wisdom, power, and love. Our God, y'all better give my praise right there. I pray that the pandemic didn't burn your Bible up. Come on now. And so here we find that the psalmist, he employed the figure of a shepherd to recall the blessings he enjoyed from the Lord. When he compared his cross-reference God as shepherd in chapter in Psalms 28, verse 9, Psalms 80, verse 1. The metaphor was a natural one for David, the shepherd king. It was also a common metaphor in the ancient Near East, as many kings compared themselves shepherds in their leadership capacity. And I want to say something here when it talks about a common metaphor. A lot of times you don't understand the things that you encounter, the jobs that you're on, the skill set that you have, God will use that a part of your ministry. Somebody better help me here. Let me give you some examples. We have a uh, a tailor in our midst. I don't know what they call the feet, the male singers or whatever, but we have a tailor in our midst with Pastor Hector. Pastor Hector has been known to sew robes, dresses, skirts, uh, all different types of outfits. And, and, and so when I think about that, to tie in what I just said about the common metaphor, 
he, God uses his ministry, just one outside of him, knowing him singing, I was really looking for him to sing today, outside of him singing, that God has anointed him to sew the distressed lives back together. Y'all better help me here. Are, are you with me? And then we have people who are involved in security, like Minister Edwards, like, uh, Brother Royce Freeman. Are you with me? So what are you saying? God uses their ministry to teach the importance of protection. Oh, come on now. There are times that they would share with me how they would get certain assignments where they had to uh, uh, be with celebrities, be with government officials. What are you saying? That's what God does. He goes with us. Y'all going to get this. Y'all going to get this. Are you with me? And so here David says that, watch this now. So he goes into deepness of the scripture where it says, are you with me? He says, and so that verse two, he says that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want in that verse one. So now I want you to understand if you're taking notes, I want you to understand that it is not the will of God. We remain in lack. Is the mic working? I said, it is not the will of God that his children will remain in lack. I wish somebody would just lift their hands right now and say, lack has left my house. Woo. Oh, you better come on now. So if lack leaves my house, that means sickness got to. Somebody ought to say sickness leaves my house. Because why? It doesn't say we never might not experience a moment where we might not always have what we desire to have, or we may not always feel the way we desire to feel, but we know somebody that promised to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's why David is saying, the Lord is my shepherd. Come on, bless him in this house. So he talks about how that he experienced spiritual nourishment as a shepherd leads sheep to fresh grass for free feeding. So the Lord leads his people. One who follows the Lord does not lack in any spiritual nourishment. That's why we need the house of God. That's why we need the word of God. I heard something uh, that someone said, you may have heard it too, where they said, I won't mention their name because they might be your cousin, but, but they, they said, you don't have to really go to the church or have church to really get to God. Well, I'm going to say it this way. No, you could be saved on the job. You could be saved in the supermarket. You could be saved in the street. But yet the Bible says, forsake not the assembling ourselves together with the saints. For we realize that we were overcome by one another's testimony. I need you. You need me. We are all a part of God's family. Somebody come on and bless the Lord in this place. The second blessing that David points out for us, he says it comes from the Lord's leading is spiritual restoration. Are you with me? Spiritual restoration. One thing going through the pandemic 
uh, coming out of the pandemic, it has taught us the importance of praying. That's something a computer can't do for you. That's something your mobile app cannot do for you. You need to pray yourself. You can call Siri. How can I help you? You ain't God. Alexis? How can I serve you? You ain't God. But when I called on the name that is above all names, he said, you can call me, I will answer you. Oh, Come on, I feel a breakthrough right now. Mm. So then he says, watch this now. He, he says, here this spiritual lesson is clear, that the Lord provides forgiveness and peace to those who follow him. And this is something I want you to grasp. Tell somebody this week that he whose mind is stayed on him, he will, he who God will keep them in what? Y'all better help me here. It doesn't mean we're not going to go through storms and tribulations because Jesus said in John, in this world, you will, you shall have trials and tribulations. But he used the conjunction word, but be of good cheer. You can overcome because why? I Somebody feel like you've been through there. So then David says, now, this next blessing, he says in verse 3, part B, he says, it comes from the Lord leading is, is guidance in the right way, path of righteousness. A good shepherd knows the right path on which to bring the sheep home safely. So to the Lord uh, loses none of his sheep, but guides them in the right way. He does so partly because of his what? Reputation. So when the scripture says for his name's sake. So in other words, God put his stamp on you. And God says he's going to make sure you come through all right. Oh, if I was in the sanctified church. Come on now. If I was in the word church, they'd have grabbed that one right there. I said what? God is going to make certain that you come out all right. I said, God is going to make certain that anybody that professed the name of Jesus is going to come out all right. Do I have a witness in this place? So here, the next blessing he talks about in verse 4, he says, the blessing of the leading. Are you with me? He said, though I walk through the valley. You know, for years, I've been saying through the valley and the shadow of death. But the Holy Spirit said, look at it a little closer. Look at it a little closer. It says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow. In other words, you ever been outside when the sun was shining and you could see your shadow on, on, the, on the ground, all right, with me? So what? Your shadow cannot scare you, though it is an image of you. So death may come your way, 
But if it's not your time, if God hasn't not orchestrated for it, it is only an image. But it's also a reminder to let you know we serve the greater one who gives life. And I'm not talking to anybody here. So then David says this. Many of David's psalms are full of complaints, but this one is full of comforts and the expressions of delight in God's great goodness and dependence upon him. It is a psalm which has been sung by good Christians and will be while the world stands with a great deal of pleasure and satisfaction. And so as we look at this text, something else I want you to understand, that not only does David acknowledge God as his shepherd, he recounts his experience as being one who provides for and supplies him, but he also talks about that we there is no lack in God, so we shall not what? Want no good thing. So The Bible says that the blessings of the Lord maketh rich. So for those who have a challenge with prosperity, you need to read that and exegete it again, explain it, interpret it again. Watch this now. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich, and he addeth no what? Sorrow. In other words, it's by God's design that we all should be prosperous. Doesn't say millionaire, doesn't say billionaire, but it's nothing wrong if you happen to become that or you are that. How many believe that God called you to be a millionaire? How many know that God wants you to be blessed, prosperous, successful, and victorious? Let me ask you a question. How many of you, your thinking is a little clearer when you ain't stressing about bills? Talk to some people having conversation with them. They can't think clear because they're stressing on their bills. But can I prophesy to somebody today, you're becoming debt free. Can, can, can I say that again? You're becoming debt free. Now, if you notice what Apostle Mamie Tarver says, it's not only becoming debt free because you become debt free dead. But I'm living debt-free. Ah, I walk in divine health, divine wealth, divine favor of God. Are you, are you hearing me? My grand, great, great grandchildren will know my prosperity. A am I talking to anybody here? So a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's truth. Am I talking to anybody here? Oh, I'm going to mess with somebody right now. How can I build a perpetual uh, inheritance? One, you start budgeting your money. Uh-huh. Two, you start saving your money. Uh-huh. And then three, you need some insurance. Am I helping anybody here? Oh, look at the church. But 
But David said, in order for us to be prosperous and successful, and please understand, those that want to critique this, I want you to understand, it's not about money. But it's about having a sound mind, walking in divine health. Are you with me? See, you need to understand that God don't want us to be lopsided. Having all the money, but you ain't got no strength, no, 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 you, you no mobility to enjoy it. Or having all the health you think you want and all of that, you know, you buffed and all of that, Coca-Cola shape and all that, but yet you ain't got no money. Are you hearing me? Is there anybody afraid of money? Do you not know, statistics say, and a lot of writers have written this, what you reject does not come to you. In other words, if you reject somebody that is wealthy, don't mean you have to like them, but if you reject somebody because God has blessed them and prospered them to be wealthy, wealth will not come to you. It'll come towards you, but it won't stay with you because you don't receive it. Health. If you reject somebody or don't like somebody, or you envy somebody because they're all healthy and all of that, and who they think they are and blah, blah, blah. Guess what? Help would not stay at your house. There's a book, and if you'd like an electronic copy, I can get it to you. It says, why does some people attract money and others repel it? And a lot of it has to do with what? Mindset. One of the things I would share with Pastor Stephen that we're going to be doing is part of the holistic teachings in this ministry. We're going to be teaching on finances. We're going to teach on wealth accumulation. We're going to teach on living healthy, eating healthy. Are you with me? Uh, Pastor Hector Cassandra Foy know about that so well. Are you with me? Because when you change your eating habit, your lifestyle changes for the better. Are you with me? Listen, uh, listen, I, I'm not going to, uh, well, I'll just say it this way. Certain fast food places, like they got arches and all of that. They got a little girl and all that. You know, they, you, you, you got to be careful what you eat. I didn't say you can go there, but then I said the devil is a liar. That Krispy Kreme and Dunk and McDonald's going to be getting together? I, I, I said the devil is a liar, but when y'all start, you know what I'm saying? No, that's not the song that I mess with. To give God some praise. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. So in this text, let's get to this text. Let me hurry. Watch this now. So David says here in verse 5, thou preparest a table. Well, let me go back. Verse 4. Because when it talks about he comforts me, thy rod and thy staff, they what? So in other words, what God does here, he makes certain that you realize that he is your protector. Are you with me? Listen, I, let, let me just break it this way. My wife, I cover her. But God is her ultimate protector. Are you with me? I cover her. I protect her. But I, God is her ultimate protector. Are you with me? Because we both need him. And they said this way, that when David says that, he said, thou art with me. He said, his word and spirit shall comfort them, his rod and staff, eluding the shepherd's crook or rod under which the sheep passed when they were what? Counted. Uh -huh. Leviticus chapter 27, verse 32, 
or the staff which the shepherd drove away the dogs and that would scatter or worry the sheep. When I was reading this and studying this again, here's something the Holy Spirit brought to me. The enemy, when the enemy come in, then like the flood, the spirit of the Lord will what? The other night I had the privilege of being on uh, uh, this man of God's uh, platform and um, he was training some of his um, students in the prophetic and how that, um, whether they are, they can see the word or hear God speak. You know, because God deals with everybody differently. Are you with me? And so, um, but we put up this one picture and he said, what do you all see? So they all had to, um, what is God saying to you through that particular a particular picture, and it had the picture of a lion, all right, and then it had like the picture of a wolf. I, I, I wish I could have had it pulled up. And, and so, it, but it showed where the lion, uh, they both was almost mouth to mouth. Y'all with me? I'm going somewhere with this. Stay with me. They both was mouth to mouth, but you saw the strength of the lion and like the fading of the wolf. And so when the Lord, they, they, he had said, man of God, what do you see? Because he, after everybody went, he said, man of God, you know, because it was just both of the apostles on there. So he says, I want you all to just see what the difference is. But when you see him, let's say you were wrong, but it just show you another perspective. I said, what the Lord was showing me was that how he's letting his children know that he got them. He says, I see now, watch this now. And when that wolf, being the enemy, would try to speak at the children of God, God was saying, it was like the children of God was right behind the lion, the, the lion of Judah. And God was letting you know that you start decreeing that word, start speaking that word. And that'll cause the enemy to start diminishing. Oh, somebody gonna help me. What you saying? I'm saying that the enemy will try to come to your dwelling place and try to intimidate you. But when you begin to take the word of God and begin to decree the word of God over your household, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. He is my strength. He is my fortress. I bind every spirit of witchcraft. I bind every spirit of the sorcerer. I bind every spirit of darkness. In the name of Jesus, greater is he that's within me than he is in the world. I'm more than a conqueror. I am the righteousness of God. I am fearfully wonderfully made. I can do all things. I will do all things. Sanda koko la David said, you come to me with a sword and a spear, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. Are there any David warriors here? Are there any Joshua warriors here? Are there any Caleb warriors? I'm more able now than I was 40 years ago. Mount up with wings like eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. 
Your latter days are better than your prayer days. Am I talking to anybody here? I'm here to tell you don't quit. Woo. Can I say that one more time? Tell your neighbor don't quit. Uh-huh. And so let me hurry here. So then David says, watch this now. He says in verse number five, thou preparest a table where? I can't hardly hear you. He prepares a table before me where? Somebody better help me here. He what? Oh, he what? Thou preparest a table before me where? In the presence of my enemies. So am I to understand, apostle, that if I don't have no enemies, I'm not going to see the table? Lord, why are they bothering me? Lord, why are they doing this and doing that? God says, I'm giving them first preference being a spectator. And the miracles I'm going to work out in your life. There are folk who counted you out. There are folk who lied on you. There are folk who tried to curse you. But God says, I'm going to prepare a table. Why did God prepare a table? Because God said, this ain't going to be a little dibba-dabba-do you. Am I talking to anybody? I said, God said, this ain't going to be a little dibba-dabba-do you. God's given to bring you from just enough to more than enough. All am I talking about? Some of you need to talk, God, Holy Spirit, breathe on my bank account. Breathe on my stocks and bonds. Breathe. Breathe, Holy Spirit, and let the increase come. Are you with me? Let the increase come. Let the increase come. Somebody ought to give God some praise. Come on, bless him in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So then he says, and then while he's there, this is so amazing. Thou anointest my head with oil. <laughs> In the presence of my enemies. So God's going to show favor on your life in the midst of those who tried to sabotage you. Am I talking to anybody? See, stop focusing on the enemy and focus on the God that you serve who got power over the enemy. Am I with you? Are you with me? Watch this now. And so he says this. Watch this. He says, thou anointed my head with oil and my what? My what? I can't hardly hear you. My cup runneth over. Anybody getting the clue out of that? My cup runneth over. So what the enemy thought by them not supporting me, helping me, God got a cup that's going to run over. Matter of fact, because he put me in overflow, it's likely it's going to come in their direction and they're not going to be able to touch the oil because it's not for them. Follow me. Are you with me? It's not for them. Are you hearing me? It's not for them. Are you hearing me? It's not for them. 
That's why the Egyptians, they drowned in the sea because that was not their blessing. Come on, give God some praise. Then that sixth verse, he says, surely. Uh-huh. He says, surely. Goodness and what? Shall what? Uh, so it's not just Sundays? God don't just bless me on Wednesdays? God just don't bless me on my birthday? What would your life look like if you would believe that God favors you every day? You know what I just heard? Accumulated favor. Are y'all with me? Somebody say accumulated favor. And so then watch this now. He says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And then here's what he says. I will what? Dwell in the presence of the Lord, the house of the Lord, where? I can't hardly hear you. Forever. Somebody say forever. Because watch this now. There come days that you're not going to feel safe. There come days that you don't feel God. But you got to know he's there. You remember the illustration, the two sets of footprints on the sand? Then there were times they only saw one. Said, how come there were times I saw two? It was when I was walking with you. But then how come was it when I only saw one? I was carrying you. You need to ask God or let him help you discern. Let me know the days you're walking with me and let me know the days you carry me. But guess what? There come a time when your relationship with God, you won't even have to ask. You'll know. Oh, somebody ought to help me. I found this story. Got a couple, but I'm going to share this one. It said a bright young girl of 15 was suddenly cast upon a bed of suffering, completely paralyzed on one side, nearly blind. She heard a family call the doctor, and the doctor said to her parents as they stood by the bedside, she has seen her best days, poor child. But the child said, no, doctor, my best days are yet to come. When I shall see my king in glory, that is our hope. We shall not sink into annihilation. Christ rose from the dead to give us a pledge of our own rising. The resurrection is the great antidote for the fear that nothing Else can take its place. Riches, genius, worldly pleasures, or pursuits. None can bring us consolation in the dying hour. All of my possessions are for time, cried Queen Elizabeth when dying. I have provided in the course of my life for everything except death. And now alas, I am to die unprepared. Were the last words of Cardinal Borgia. Compare this with the last words of one of the early disciples. I am weary I will now go to sleep. Good night. He had the sure hope of awaking, awakening in a better land. But let me help you understand. When David says, the Lord is my shepherd, he said you could personalize that. When you're going through stuff, listen, you ever had those moments, those days, you be at home 
and then, or you be at work, or you be in your car, and all of a sudden you felt the presence of God just right over in your hands just go up. I'll ever had those kind of moments. I never forget. I used to just, woo, woo, glory. The Lord said, when I show up like that, start calling some stuff. Start decreeing some stuff. So I say, Lord, I thank you. My business is successful. I thank you. I got contract with God. I thank you. My household is wealthy. I thank you. But let me ask you a question. Because some of y'all looking at me like, what? Uh-huh. When you go to the doctor's office, do you just sit there? When they call you back into the room? Or do when they ask you, what's wrong today? How, how, what kind of feelings are you encountering? How long is it? Am, am I talking to anybody? Y'all that been to the doctor? Y'all know? Am I talking? So when you're in the presence of God, start talking to him. Are, are you with me? Start talking and start decreeing. Start, start. Because what is God saying? Don't quit. The message today is don't quit. Tell your neighbor, don't quit. Give God some praise in this place. Come on, bless him in this place. Come on, bless him in this place. Bless him in this place. Don't quit. Some of you may have been at that place. You know what? Is it worth it? I thought God was going to answer. I thought he was going to come through. Listen, the saints used to say, he may not come when you want him, but he's never late. He's always on time. Come on now. Give a praise. He's on time. Then somebody say he's an on-time God. Yes, he is. Are you with me? Amen. That's the kind of God that we serve. Our God is an awesome God. He reigns in heaven over wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Stand to your feet if you would. Give God some praise as you're doing. Partner with YLM financially using the following methods. The YLM mobile app. Text GIFT to 1-844-948-3895. Cash app dollar sign Yes Lord in. On Givelify search for Yes Lord Ministries in Kimmelworth, New Jersey. Our website. Visit www.ylmconnect.org and click donate. Mail checks and money orders to Yes Lord Ministries Post Office Box 425 Union, New Jersey 07083. Download the YLM mobile app and stay connected with our ministry 24-7. On behalf of our lead pastor Steve Tolbert, our senior leaders Apostle Willie Tolbert and Apostle Mamie S. Tolbert and the Yes Lord Ministries Church family, thank you for joining us and welcome home.